no, no, they, they thrashed San Jose 5 0 and then took a month off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Pod on You Loons. I'm Justin. Pod on You Loons, episode number thirty-five. I'm Sam. Pod on You Loons. Well, uh, it's good to be back. I'm James. Guys, thanks for having me. James, I don't know if you need to say thanks for having me every time you're on. You're <laughs> on like every other episode. Ah, uh, yeah, true. But it's good to be here. At least we invited you on once because we thought it would be fun, and you just keep coming back. So, will you get us the plays, James? It's all those uh, female listeners, right, guys? Yeah, and and now, James, he's now operating our Instagram account. So the official Instagram account of Pod on You Loons. James, you want to give a little shout out for that? Yeah, it's uh, Pod Loons MN. Pod Loons MN. Come follow. Yeah, I wasn't able to secure just plain old Pod Loons like we have on Facebook and Twitter because I tried to register it and I think it went through without fully going through, if that makes any sense. I think I got that handle, but then didn't gain access to it. And that that handle is just lost forever. So we're Podloons MN, and James is, yeah, he's already adding random players, trying to get them to add us back. It's, uh, hey, it's fun. Lu- Luis Amaria accepted our friend request. So yeah, sh- Shout out, Amaria. <laughs> shout out, Amaria. Hey, may not be scoring 25 goals, but he's accepting he's accepting follows. May not be on our team much longer, but he's accepting follows. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, you heard it here first. Maybe this is a sign that he's in it for the long haul. I hope. I hope so too. He's going to score 25 goals next year. James, the listeners can't see this, but we, we have you on video chat. And I know you have your Christmas tree up. Where is it at? Yeah, it's, uh, it's just behind me. Let me see if I can turn the camera a little bit. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice and colorful. So we usually uh, have a rule where you don't do it before Thanksgiving. And I know you don't have Thanksgiving there, but I really liked when I was like, why so early? I really liked your response. So James, why don't you tell the listeners quick, why did you set up your Christmas tree so early this year? Well, I mean, (laughs) this year is basically 2020, right? Like... We we gotta have something to look forward to. And I think, you know, we don't we don't do Halloween and we don't do Thanksgiving. So the tree went up in October because this year's been so sh- just so rubbish the rest of the time. You you gotta have something, right? Good good self uh sensor right there, James, by the way. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you I know, appreciate I, I- it the most as the guy that has to edit, so <laughs> I was talking to my wife about this and I, I'm pretty positive that I think that there's going to be a little bit more Christmas cheer this year. Kind of like I kind of felt that way a little bit about Halloween. I think people are going to celebrate like holidays much more because what else are you going to do, right? Like having just your, your celebration at home, you know, just being a little bit more festive, making sure to watch ha- uh, home alone, you know, at least half a dozen times. I know I'm going to do that. Is eggnog a thing in where you're at, James? Can you get some eggnog yet? Um, I probably can't, but we like have our own, oh, okay. like Christmas things that you can already get, but okay. home alone, man, I'm more, uh, I'm more a diehard at Christmas guy. Oh, that is not a Christmas movie, James. It I'm is a Christmas. <laughs> I think it's, it's totally a, Christmas a Christmas movie. movie. I just know that that's like, that's a point of contention for some people. Right. But I think I agree. I agree. It's a Christmas movie. 
I mean, last Christmas I wore uh, like a t-shirt that had like, it was a diehard themed t-shirt for Christmas. So I'm fully into it. So I thought though, James, people with your accent just strictly watched Love Actually. Like that's their only Christmas movie that they <laughs> oh, care about. Yeah, yeah. I also watch Love Actually. It's like that and Die Hard. That's, <laughs> that's all Christmas is. I'm not going to lie. I watch Love Actually every year. I think that movie is fantastic. I think the first time I watched it at Christmas was about 2013, I think. And then I've watched it every year since. What I loved is when I went to England for the first time, which was 2008, and I said I was from Wisconsin, I got two things, right? The, the first thing was the That 70s Show. Hello, Wisconsin. But then the second one would be, oh, that's where Colin from Love Actually went on his holiday. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yep. It's exactly like that, too. <laughs> you can land in Milwaukee, order a Budweiser, and four girls just surround you. <laughs> I gotta be honest, it's always funny, like, when you you go back and you watch movies that you either didn't realize an actor was in, or you didn't realize, like, there was a certain place that was in it. Like, I remember, like, us talking, and then last year when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's... It really is like it's just like Wisconsin. I've like I've been next door basically. Well, and what's funny is they made Milwaukee seem like just a really small town, and Milwaukee's a really big city. Yeah. But I, I love it, right? Like it was all about stereotypes, and I just I love that for the sake of stereotypes. It was funny. James speaking about like not remembering certain actors were in that. Rick Grimes from Walking Dead, right? I don't know what the actor's name is, but like it you know, when I went back and watched it, like, oh my gosh, that's Rick Grimes. That's oh, like, the dude that like kills all the zombies. And his name is like Lincoln something. A- Andrew yeah. Lincoln, yeah. Andrew Lincoln, okay. And he's like the one of the main characters, right? So it's like, you know, you recognize him like, oh my gosh, okay, Rick Grimes. Not yelling Carl all the time. He's just getting his... his- got to be like that, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't watch too much of Walking Dead. I watched like four yeah. episodes when I was in the U.S., because everyone was on the hype train, I I just didn't get it. <laughs> so you're you're not missing much, man. They they just keep killing zombies, and zombies keep killing them. That's about this. That's about it, James. You're not missing much. <laughs> Noted. Okay, one more thing before we move on from Love Actually, the aging rock star. That's brilliant. The aging rock star that just oh, has this god awful song that he knows is just horrible. I love that. I can't hear the original without thinking about that goofy dude. It's great. Bill Nye's amazing. Every every movie he's in, he just makes it just so much better. What's another movie he's in? I don't With, like the, the three like the three finger thing as well. Like never using the whole hand. Yep. Uh, he's, he's in uh, Hot Fuzz. Shaun oh, I of saw the Dead. That. He's really good in Shaun of the Dead too. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Okay, I saw those movies. I just forgot he was in them. So outstanding. All right. Let. Let's uh, talk less about Love Actually, um, seven minutes into the recording, and let's uh, go over a little bit of news, uh, focusing more on the international break, all right? We have four loons on international break, plus the U.S. men's national team to talk about. Let's first just throw this out. Did any of you watch any of those games? They were on while we were working, obviously. Uh, yeah, I uh, I turned Finland on for a little okay. bit. Okay. Why don't you give us the Robin Lud in Finland update? Finland have already qualified for the Euros, uh, which is great. And I think it was 1-0 one, one to Finland. And then uh, my man, 
my man Robin Lud banged in a goal uh, to make it 2-0. It ended 2-1, but for some reason, like, you know, we already know the hype around Robin Lud, right? But for some reason, the Finnish have just totally got on this. Like, they've totally got around the fact that he scored. I think it's to do with the fact that they're now going to play Wales on Wednesday and the winner of that will go top of the group. So they were just all over it. Like I got tagged in a tweet actually by Grant that was basically from some Finnish Twitter that said, uh, we have 6 million people on, in Finland. On Friday afternoon, maybe 50,000 knew who Robin Lud was. On Monday morning, the whole country knows Robin Lud. Yeah, they really, uh, they really got around it. I also liked that on Grant's own podcast, he referenced you, James, as being the president of the Robin Lud fan club and him being the vice president. So his own words. I know. He, he, it's great. He, he tags me in like these random Robin Lud things that he finds all over Twitter as well. <laughs> so I appreciate that. That's awesome. Now, I think the first one of you to find Robin Lud like boxer shorts, like just his face all over the boxer shorts. <laughs> That's got to be the next step up, right? I mean, he's liking our tweets. So this is a step in the right direction. And his dad, right? Isn't his dad like Yeah, his dad likes our tweets as well. The dads like you too, James. It's the ladies and the dads. (laughs) Yeah, you had Caden Clark's dad. uh, Caden Clark's dad. Robin Lud's dad. It's a a niche market. (laughs) Well, another international goal scorer for the Loons, Jan Grigish with Slovakia. Slovakia hadn't already qualified for the Euros, so over international break, they did have a Euro qualifier, and they won. Slovakia won 2-1 over Northern Ireland, so Slovakia will join Finland in the Euros 2021, it looks like. Uh, Hopefully, (laughs) 2020. Hopefully. And Jan Gregish did play in that win. He was subbed on later in the game. Gregish he followed up his appearance against Northern Ireland and he scored a goal, the only goal in Slovakia's win, 1-0 win against Scotland in the UEFA Nations League. So we have two international goal scorers on the loon. So that's sweet. I, I, I got to cut in. It's actually like as much as, you know, it's great that Gregor scored and uh, Slovakia beat Northern Ireland. It's actually kind of sad as a UK person, patriot, whatever. Because if Northern Ireland had actually won that game, we would have had all four countries from the U- from the UK in the Euros, which hasn't happened in a very long time. But uh, alas, it was not to be. Well, maybe not all those countries will be in the UK by the time the Euros are actually played, and then you could still have <laughs> all the countries in. Very true. I mean, Scotland had a thriller as a sidetrack, by the way. they It was like a nil-all draw, I think, and then 5-4 in penalties to secure their spot in the Euros for... Yeah, it was an exciting uh, it was an exciting weekend, exciting week. Well, speaking of thrillers, did you guys see what happened with Kai Kamara and Sierra Leone? I, I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. Yeah, not a lot of English language internet sources talking about this game, but Sierra Leone was at Nigeria and down 4-0. Then they go into the second half and score four unanswered goals. So that's that's nuts. Uh, game ended up tied 4-4. Kai Kamara actually gave an interview with a U.S.-based news source. I forget which one it was, just talking about talking about the pandemonium that happened there. And yeah, that's pretty sweet. 
And the crazy part is, is the difference in their world rankings. Like Nigeria is somewhere like top 20, early 30s, and Sierra Leone's like 100 and 108, 120, something like way down there. They're calling in Kai Kamara out of retirement. He, <laughs> he had retired from international football, and they call him in at age, what is he, 34, 35, 36? I don't know. Mid-30s, they call him back out of retirement to go play striker for him. 36, yeah. And then the final one, I I didn't hear much about Ramon Metinair and Madagascar, but they lost 2-1 against Ivory Coast in a African Cup of Nations qualifier. I know he played. I don't know much else other than that. Again, not a lot of English language sources going on there. But Justin, did you watch any of the U.S. men's national team? Yeah, so I, I finished my day with prep, so I got a chance to watch a good chunks of both these games. I think that James and I chatted a little bit about the Wales game because you got to watch that a little bit, right, James? Yeah, because it was in Wales, it was basically at a perfect time for me. Um, so I got to watch all of the nil or draw. <laughs> and I, you know, it's I think that both the games really showed it. And I, I obviously like Wales is better competition than Panama, but like Giorena, he's a dude. Wes McKinney is, is a dude. Like there, there's some really good young players coming up. Serginio Dest, fantastic. Like they... They played really well in the Wales game. And James and I talked about this, like a lot of great buildup, but just no ability to finish. And that's kind of, that's been kind of the thing they've, they've talked about with the U.S. men's national team is that there really isn't a striker, you know, in the pool. I think Gianni Zardes is is the top guy and, and he can't play Gianni. right now. Giassi Zardes, sorry, is probably like the best striker we have right now. And, you know, obviously he's unavailable with, with the MLS stuff going on and, but even that, like he's, I don't know if he's up to the caliber of the guys that are around him that are going to be providing for him. So uh, hopefully they can figure it out. I, I It was fun to watch Tim Weah play a little bit today. So he's kind of like the up and coming young striker. He's playing for, I don't know how to pronounce it, Lil, Lily, 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 Lily and Lille in France. And he's, he's like a 20 year old. He's another wonder kid that his dad actually was a really good soccer player as well. So yeah, hope, hopefully they, they have better years ahead of them, but I think the future looks bright. Uh, they just whooped up on Panama. That was that was fun to watch after after a pretty unexciting Wales game. Well, and Panama scored the first goal against the United States. I saw like right. eight and minutes then, in or something like that. Yeah. And then we responded with three goals in eight minutes. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> and then they scored again, and then it was another three goals in eight minutes. <laughs> right. But I mean, yeah, like like you said, like the. the Wales and Panama are probably not on the same level, but to go from where, you know, you don't score at all against Wales to just banging six past Panama, I think they probably, you know, after the Wales game took a lot away from it that they were doing a lot of build up and then against an easier opponent, you know, you can turn that build up into goals. But I guess for the for the men's for the US team, it's all about how do you convert that against teams that are as good as Wales, if not better. Because, you know, you're going to qualify for a World Cup. If you're going to qualify for a World Cup, you need to be able to score against better teams. And for that, you need to find someone who can score. Like, you need a striker. I think, like you said, I think it's bright. Like, watching the Wales game, like, they weren't outclassed. Like, there was definitely a lot of build-up, and it, it looked good. So, and there were a lot of debuts flying around left, right, and center. So, I think it should be good. As a European, hopefully not too good, but, you know, good. 
One player I was glad did not play was Christian Pulisic was sent back to Chelsea to rehab. He's he has a lingering hamstring issue. And I as a Chelsea fan, I did not want him to play. But not that he's a striker. He's more of a he's more of a winger. But he really he really creates opportunities, creates chances. He's a dangerous player. We've all seen him in the Premier League. Perhaps that Wales game wouldn't have been 0-0 with Pulisic on the pitch, but again, I'm glad he wasn't. It's just a friendly. Yeah. So th- during that game, they kept showing in the box. Like, so uh, Gareth Bale is still training with Wales. Like he's not retired yet because he was he was in the box looking like he was watching the game with with Tyler Roberts. Shout out Tyler Roberts from Leeds United. They were both watching the game in their their Wales Wales gear together. So he's still playing. Absolutely. Like, this is his shot. That's true. I mean, he's hated playing for Real Madrid for just so long. It's been so drawn out. And that was his big quote, right? Like, Wales first, golf second, Real Madrid third. And I don't know where Tottenham (laughs) ranks on that now that he's with Tottenham again. But he's always been dedicated to the Welsh national team. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's transition into, we're going to, just do the big CF a little bit earlier today because it segues nice from our news segment because all those international players that we just mentioned for Minnesota United, the four, right? Robin Lud, Jan Gregish, Ramon Metnair, Kai Kamara. Currently, as the MLS's quarantine rules still stand on Monday night as we're recording, currently those four players will be unavailable Sunday night against Colorado. Now, their national teams only made them quarantine four to five days, depending on the player, as they all played for their international teams. But the MLS is making them quarantine for nine days, which Adrian Heath, you got to love the guy because he gives us great quotes. He was quoted in the Pioneer Press saying, it must be a different COVID in Europe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) James, do you, do you want to say that in like an angry English guy accent? It must be a different COVID in Europe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I but mean, in that same article with the Pioneer Press, we're hearing the MLS is possibly thinking about altering the rules to allow international stars to play. It's Monday night. We still haven't heard anything, and our game is on Sunday. What the hell, guys? You know, you guys have been talking about it before. You know, you think it's ridiculous that, firstly, they're even playing them the week after the international break. And secondly, that, yeah, like, why do our guys have to wait so long? Like, you either, I think you either push back playoffs or you just let everyone play. Because if you look at all the people who are on break, aside from us, the other team that also has four is LAFC. And pretty much everyone else in our bracket has like zero or one. Right. Colorado has one. Yeah. And Sporting Kansas City has zero. I don't know, man. I think I do think it's funny that the people who have the most, like the Houston Dynamo and LA Galaxy and Chicago Fire, all didn't make it to playoffs. So it doesn't really matter for those guys. I think we're getting kind of screwed. Along with LAFC. I definitely agree. I We were talking about this in the previous episode when Cameron from Seattle and Nate from Portland came in and talked to us about this. And it just makes no sense to me why you would have your playoffs when arguably some of your best players are unavailable to play. 
it makes no sense to me why you couldn't have just postponed those games just a little bit longer. Make teams like Minnesota have alternative home environments. Make us play in the Vikings stadium. Whatever. I feel like we want Robin Lud. We want Jan Gregish, Ramon Matinair, Kai Kamara. We want those guys on the field. And if it means we don't play at Allianz Field because of that, I'm not that bothered by it. It's ridiculous that we're in this situation. Absolutely ridiculous. It also, it doesn't snow that much in Minnesota in December. It can, right? It can. And it already has, right? Frankly, we've already had a snowstorm in October and in November so far this year. But Minnesota, our snowy months are January and February. Yeah. I don't know. Freaking first professional soccer game I ever watched wasn't at Allianz Field. It was at it was at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, the the opener where Chelsea played AC Milan, and they brought in they brought in grass. I don't know if the MLS is going to spend the money needed to bring in grass. And I brought this up before. I don't know if the Wolves want to cooperate with the MLS to allow a game to be played there. But I'm just saying there are options <laughs> if weather is the reason why we are not waiting for our players to come back from international duty. There are options. And and of course the problem is is like even if you're the Rapids and you win, it's just forever going to be us being like, well, we didn't even have our best players. <laughs> oh, we'll complain. I oh yeah. I don't know if that will go down in history as like like I think of some of my teams the the things that still make me mad and get my blood boiling just years later. I don't think this will be one of those things just because this has been such a screwed up year. But like, yeah, like I'm going to complain if we lose. Hizzy, hizzy time. I'll be, I'm, I'm in a hizzy already. <laughs> <laughs> like how, how does this rate against something like Brett Favre to the Vikings? Like, is that the same level of? No, Brett Favre going to the Vikings was way worse, right? Because he was my childhood hero, right? Like every kid in Wisconsin growing up, like when you were playing when you're playing football on the playground, right? You throw a touchdown, you immediately throw both your arms in the air, making like two peace signs high up, and you run around towards the guy that caught the ball. And that was because you you watched Brett Favre do that on TV week after week, right? Like Brett Favre, we grew up with Brett Favre. Brett Favre influenced how we how we played sports. This this sucks, right? This sucks. This sucks. <laughs> This isn't something that I'm very happy about. And largely because I think it could have been avoided if people would have just made better decisions. But it's not the same sort of pain as watching your childhood hero go to the rival. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of get get on a scale of, you know, one to Brett Favre to the Vikings, how uh, how painful it was. No, I, I don't know where in... Because, yeah, like I'm I'm thinking of just the things that the Packer related things or the Badger related things that still just get my blood boiling when people bring them up. I don't think I've experienced that with Minnesota United yet because I don't think I've been in a situation where, with Minnesota United where I thought they were winning a championship. I, I don't think I've been in that yet. Like even, even the U S open cup last year, like I thought it was sweet that we made the final. I thought that that was an accomplishment that we made the final. Even the playoff loss last year, I didn't think we were going to go on and win at all. I thought we had a chance, and I was believing in the team and cheering for them and 
hoping the best, but yeah, I didn't legitimately think they were going to go win the final. Same with this year. I don't legitimately think Minnesota United's about to go off and win the final. I think they could, and that's what gets me excited. Yeah. When, yeah, I feel that. When Brandon Bostick jumps in front of Jordy Nelson and botches an onside kick, I thought the Packers were going to win the Super Bowl. Right. And if Brandon Bostick would have just gotten out of the way and let Jordy catch that pa- catch that onside kick, I think the Packers could have won that Super Bowl. Like that's different, right? That is different. No, I, I feel you. You know, Robin Van Persie going to Manchester United was Ooh. fuming Ooh. when that happened. That I I feel that. Like I I, I understand that kind of level of uh, betrayal. Was he your guy? Was he the guy you'd emulate on the playground, James? I mean, I was a little bit older. Nah, it's, it's always Thierry Henry. Like, Thierry Henry was the golden era. But no, Robin Van Persie was like the shining light of where we were going. And then he went to Manchester United. And that was, and then won the championship the year after. You were probably in uni at that point? Yeah, I was. I've purged it out of, I've purged that timeline out of my brain. So there, there was a time where I was convinced. I don't know if the 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 feelings were mutual, but I was convinced that that my boy Randy Moss was going to get traded to the Packers, like because there was some steam, wasn't there, Sam? There was some steam at one point. Barb wanted that. him bad, and that would have broken my heart. As I'm wearing his his jersey right now, and in, in preparation of the game tonight, but like that would have been that would have bummed me out super hard to have him play for the Packers. So I'm glad it never happened. Not a lot of Vikings come on over to Green Bay. It happens the other way around all the time, right? Like the same way Chelsea <laughs> players go to Arsenal once they get a little bit older. Like pe- old Packer players go to go to Minnesota all the time. You you have like four examples, Sam. That doesn't mean like it's <laughs> hold a, on, hold it's on. a now, the I most recent one. Uh so Desmond Bishop was pretty recent. And they cut no Desmond Bishop. Did it, I think they cut him too? They might have, but I think he got hurt pretty early on. He was good when he went to the Vikings, but I don't think he was good for the Vikings because I believe he got hurt. Okay. Yeah. He, um, so he, he didn't play much. So yeah, there was like Dayton Jones. They cut him. Greg Jennings. So yeah, Greg Jennings and, and Greg Den- Jennings, Darren Sharper and Ryan Longwell. Uh, Ryan Longwell. Those are the three, right? That, and those I'll give you those. And Brett Favre, Favre obviously. Favre. Yeah. Those four are good. Yes. Those are right, good like examples. Those, those are pretty, <laughs> pretty good players. And I mean, later we found out that Darren Sharper sucks, right? Like no happy memories of Darren Sharper after hearing what kind of person he actually is. But those were all pretty big players that went on to the Vikings. There was a, there was, I'm trying to look him up. There was a defensive tackle that you guys took from us a couple years ago. So you're welcome. <laughs> Ryan Longwell went from the Packers to the Vikings. Yeah. Didn't even know. Yeah. And he was like, I think Mason Crosby has since beat quite a few of his records, but Ryan Longwell, in my lifetime, the Packers haven't had a lot of kickers. They've had like three guys be kickers over a very long tenure. We don't need to talk about this, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right. Where were we? Let... We're getting in a hizzy. That's what it was. <laughs> Let's talk about Minnesota United hosting Colorado Rapids in round one. Yeah, so currently... Uh, we are on an eight-game unbeaten streak. I believe it's the best streak we've ever had, right? Yeah, it's either the best or tied for the best. I I forget, but yeah. And it's and it's but, weird because 
it doesn't this has been talked about so much across so many so many platforms but there have been so many disappointing draws in that eight game unbeaten streak that it doesn't feel like we're on just this record setting stretch right i feel that if you look back at the last eight games it's been one two three yeah four of them have been draws it's either nil all or two all we <laughs> it was nil all at rail salt lake nil all at nashville two all with houston and two all with chicago which i'll take that you spread that out throughout the season we win a game draw a game win a game draw a game right like that's amazing i'll take that but it's yeah. just it's those games where you you feel like you should have had something more and and you didn't really feel like the team was playing that well and just taking a point from those games like like chicago the other day right no oh, yeah that didn't feel like that felt like a loss other than the sweet Robin Lud goal, like the clutch Robin Lud goal. But besides that, felt like a loss. And then conversely against Houston, we were 2-0 up at halftime, right? Mm-hmm. So that feels like we should have won that game. Yeah. Handily. Should have put it away. Colorado's been pretty hot lately, though. So they originally qualified for the playoffs because of points per game. And people were in a hizzy, right? Like because Colorado got to like take a month off of just this gruesome season where everyone's playing the weekend and then midweek and then the weekend and midweek and everyone's getting hurt. And Colorado is just sitting at home playing FIFA uh, because COVID, <laughs> you, you know, so people were in a hizzy that Colorado were able to qualify because of points per game, but then they showed, they showed the haters, right? They win three in a row and get to a point total, which would have allowed them to qualify for the playoffs, despite missing an entire month worth of games. What do, what do they show people, Sam, that they're well-rested after our, their long layoff? Well, I mean, it's not like they, <laughs> came out, like they came out the gate and just got thumped by SKP. Right. <laughs> and then their second game back was against us, which they played better. And remember, we won because of that Lalas Abubakar own goal, like late yeah. in the game. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Thanks, what? <laughs> Just for the record, I, I know a lot of people named Abu Bakar. I've never heard someone pronounce it Abu Bakar, but that's how they pronounce it on TV. So I'm just going to go with that. But I'm pretty sure it's Abu Bakar. Ah, uh, yes. Television announces the gold standard of pronouncing <laughs> names. <laughs> just a thing for all sports. Like, people aren't going to listen to this advice, but... All sports announcers, all casters, all people that that need to say people's names on air or live somewhere, just use Google Translate, and there's a button <laughs> which will sound it out for you. Use that button, please. Like, I do it. It's just useful advice. If you don't know how to say someone's name, put in Google Translate, click the speak button, it will speak it to you. Done. Or you can just do what I do and just text James and be like, James, how do I say this? <laughs> yeah, and then I will follow my own advice. Yeah, going back to uh, going back to Colorado, like you said, we beat them with the own goal, but you know they beat Seattle and Portland to come off of a month off and then face the top four teams back to back to back to back. That's still pretty intense. Yeah, they're, they're no slouches, man. You come away with six points against the top four, like you, yeah, that's that's legitimate. 
Yeah. And they basically send no one away. They send Diego, uh, they send Rubio away to Chile. But well, and they've had a really interesting season besides the COVID, right? Like we were assigned to their group for the MLS's back. And because of that, and because of the time where it was like we were just so starved for sports here that I found myself just heavily researching the three other teams in the MLS's back and learned quite a bit about Colorado. And Colorado was like the trendy dark horse team going into the MLS's back tournament. They were kind of like the the Tottenham, right? Like the the team that all the hipsters were going with. People really thought that Colorado could make some noise in the MLS's back tournament just because of their their young lineup, their exciting coach, all of that. And then they didn't make it out of the group stage, but they were also a little unlucky in the group stage. If, if I remember right, like I feel maybe it was against, it was either against Sporting Kansas City or Real Salt Lake. I think it was maybe Real Salt Lake. They ended up with like two guys sent off. Yeah, that was Sporting. That was Kansas City. <laughs> oh, that game. was Kansas City. And, and that more or less just ended their chances in the MLS's back tournament. They have always been feared. And they haven't really proven it yet, but still now going into the playoffs, right? Cameron, uh, Cameron of Gorilla FC, the big supporters group for Seattle, who we had on the show last week, he was talking about how he just didn't want to see Seattle matched up with Colorado. That was the team he wanted to avoid going into the playoffs. And I think Seattle now has LAFC. Now, personally, I would much rather take Colorado than LAFC. But that <laughs> goes to how he feels about Colorado, how people feel about Colorado being this up-and-coming team that is capable of just pulling anything off. You combine that with Minnesota's possibly shorthanded lineup, and who knows what's going to happen here. I mean, we already talked about the, the own goal when we last played them, but if we look back to the, when we played them in the group stage. Yeah. And I remember when we had the pod before, when we were talking, like you said, when we were talking about who the teams and I was like, man, this, this Kai Kamara guy, like this guy's pretty dangerous. And then, yeah. What do you know? Kamara scores against us in the MLS's back tournament and Finlay gets a double so that we end it to all. If, if there's one thing that we know about it, it's probably going to be some goals. Seven goals in two games is uh, leaning towards you know, at least something happening there. And maybe Abubakar will hook us up again. You know, that's what I'm, <laughs> well, what I'm counting. Maybe Kai Kamara. Oh, Kai Kamara. <sighs> unless the MLS changes its rules. I hope that the teams are getting more information on this than us so that they can start preparing for that. You look at, you know, how our season's gone, how their season's gone. Like you talked about, like, they did miss an entire month of football. Out of 23 games, they only played 18. So they missed five games. And yeah, we put, we played 21. So we, we, you know, we by no means played a full schedule either. But that's 270 minutes that their guys have had more rest than us. Not necessarily the guys we're going to actually play. Um, I'm on the field. <laughs> Some of these guys have had a lot of rest. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you know, we get to play our internationals. We've had four guys who just played like, what, two or three games in the last week as well. 
I think I think we got a good shot. But I keep saying on Twitter that when all these experts are doing their like brackets thing, probably our game is one of the ones they're most split on. I'm seeing so a most lot of, of the, the other national game... pundits go with Colorado, and they cite the they cite the international players being gone. But let's go over our lineups before we actually make our predictions, because I think there is a way that Minnesota United puts out a lineup that. Yes, we're going to miss these guys that are gone, but I think there are ways that we can put out a lineup that more or less kind of, I don't know if mitigates is the word, but gets by is good enough. I, I don't know. Guys, assuming the four internationals don't play and there are some injuries we we may or may not have to take into account, we haven't really been getting a lot of updates on how Ozzy Alonso is doing Hassani Dotson. He did play a few minutes in the previous game against Dallas, but Jacory Hayes, Michael Boxall, we haven't really had injury updates on these guys, but let's see just what are our projected lineups. And then let's talk about if we think Minnesota United is able to pull this game off shorthanded. So let me just start off by throwing out the formation. Is there any reason to think that we won't be lining up in a 4-2-3-1 like we usually do? So I, I kind of went back and forth in this when I was looking at my back end. And I, I think that I can't remember what game it was, but we we had one game where we we trotted out three center backs. And part of me thought, and then we brought, I, th- I think, it, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was Gasper or if it was Debassi, but one of them played like a wing back role a little bit, but then they had three center backs the typical fourth defender up in the midfield. So that's kind of the, that was the direction I thought that if we were going to do something different, that that might be what it is, you know, to kind of be like, all right, we need to get, get players forward. We need to get the ball moving forward. We got to find a way to create goals. So let's have a more attacking formation because what I really was like, is like who the heck is going to play right back without Metnair there. Right. Cause he's our guy. And then I, I'd say that Dotson's number two, but like, if he plays, he's got to play in the midfield, right? So I went I went with my back end of Gasper, Debassi, Boxall, and Harrison, who hasn't played a ton of right back for us, but it is something, it is his natural position that he's played before in the past. So that's what I thought they would do for a back end. So does that say that you think they are going to stick with the 4-2-3-1? I think they might, but I guess that's, I just want to say that there's a chance. There's a chance that they could do three center backs like they did I don't even know what game game that was. And I don't know how we did, but we do have some talent at center back and we could get away with it, I think. So I agree we have really good center back depth. We don't have great right back depth depending on the situation. Depending on the situation we do, right? Like, for example, if Ozzy and Gregish are both in, then we have right back depth. I worry that if we were to play wing backs, as you're describing... To me, that means that Metinair is playing. Now, I don't know. Maybe they trust Marlon Hairston in a wingback role. We haven't seen that yet. Maybe. And see, Adrian Heath is not a guy that gets cute. Because what <laughs> would be cute would be playing Noah Billingsley, who has some experience in playing more of an attacking role in college and is back from loan. Very athletic right back. He possibly could be playing in a wing back role. You you add a third center back. 
You worry less about his defensive responsibilities. I could see that scenario, but I don't think that Adrian Heath is the kind of guy to get cute. And that's why I really think that we'll stick with the 4-2-3-1. Because we'll get to this later. I think our attacking options are still pretty solid and obvious. And without Ramon Matinair and still having the solid attacking options, I just, I don't see us drifting in formation. When we've drifted in formation in the past, right, like going to a 4-3-3, it's because our attacking options have been limited and they've added Asani Dotson as a third midfielder along with Grigish and Alonzo. Or, yeah, you're right, the, the wingback game, which that happens so much less than the 4-3-3, but the wingback game even, it it just seems like there are different hurdles they're trying to overcome that we're not, that are not in play in this game. I don't know. James, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, I was really at a, at a loss about this. <laughs> like, I kind of looked at our last game and, and kind of based that, like, with Aha, Kalman, Debassi. I put Chase Gasper, but actually looking back at our last game, like, Adrian Heath subbed Matt Nair for Noel Billingsley at right back. I'm wondering if I originally had Billingsley down there and then I was like, ah, oh, would he do that though? I'm not sure if Boxel isn't healthy. Like, I think if Boxel wasn't healthy and I'll remind the listeners again, we're recording this Monday night. The game is on Sunday. So the game is almost an entire week away, but I'm going to think that no news is good news. And I'm going to think that Boxell is going to play. So for the defense, Adrian Heath is a guy that likes the guys that he trusts. So that means that I think it's going... Now, Ramon Matinair is not in, right? That's who he would want. I think it'll be Marlon Harrison subbing in for Ramon Matinair with Boxell and Debassi as center backs and Chase Gasper over on the left. I know a lot of people have really liked what they see with Debassi playing on the left just because of what he can contribute on offense. But I think Adrian Heath is going to want a steady defense. Chase Gasper is very reliable defensively. Adrian Heath trusts him. This back line has a, has a solid relationship with each other because they've been playing together for a lot of the year. You know, not, not necessarily Hairston, but... This, this back line is familiar with each other. I don't expect Adrian Heath to do anything cute on defense. I do I do wonder, though. I think Adrian likes AHA a lot. I think that he is a big fan of AHA, and I would be surprised if he doesn't play. But, I mean, Boxall and Debossi are both better than him, in my opinion. I feel like he loves AHA. Don't you guys – I mean, don't you guys agree? I feel like he gets he gets a lot of play. Well, Coleman I mean, got – Coleman was played ahead of him not long ago. I forget if it was against Chicago or Dallas, but Coleman got the start over AHA. I think in the last game they both got the start, but mm-hmm. I, I think it was uh I think it was against Chicago that Boxell was playing and he was playing alongside Coleman with not a lot of explanation for why AHA wasn't playing. I think AHA and Coleman are both valued by Heath. I think he he likes both of them. But I think time and time again, he has proven that he prefers Debassi and Gasper to both be on the field. Mm-hmm. If picking his yeah. four best players, which he Adrian Heath is the kind of coach that will uh, <laughs> play players in 
mm-hmm. positions that may not be their most optimal position because he wants his best players on the field. He is that kind of coach. And Adrian Heath, time and time again, has made it clear that DeBassi and Gasper, in a Eichel Paraless Minnesota United, DeBassi and Gasper both belong in a best 11. And that that is why I don't think we see, aha, I don't think we see Coleman in this lineup. Unless we do the wingbacks like Justin was talking about, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and that's just, that's, you know, that's me thinking like, we don't have much in the middle. <laughs> We don't have the middle short up, so let's just be all out attack. But that's just, you know, it's it's something that could happen. Probably won't. You're right. Adrian likes to keep keep to his guns a little bit and stick with his formations that he likes. Well, let's talk about the middle then. I am going to assume that no news is good news with Ja'Cory Hayes and that Hayes will be available. And based on seeing Dotson play last game, I'm going to assume that Dotson is also available. So I'm going to assume that Hayes and Dotson are both playing. I wonder if Dotson was rushed back in the last game. Uh, he he for sure, there's no way he was 100%. But given our long injury list, I wonder if Dotson was put back in prematurely. But at the same time, I uh, don't remember any setback. And two weeks have gone by by the time we played this game. And I'm going to assume that Hayes is ready, no news is good news, and Dotson is also good to go, and that that will be our midfield. Yeah, I put the same thing. I think that Hayes and Dotson are the two. Uh, If they're both healthy, they're going to be the ones that are out there. I just thought it was funny that that we had an injury list of Alonzo, Dodson, Hayes, and Boxall, and Justin was like, Boxall, Hayes, Dodson, we're sticking them all in. I was waiting to see Alonzo on this list as well. Well, Um, I, I think we... And maybe we should talk about Alonzo, but I think we're assuming that most of our injury list is good to go because Hayes and Boxall, like we never heard about them being out for just multiple weeks. Dotson, we heard about him being out for multiple weeks, and then we saw him against FC Dallas. Alonzo, we just, we have nothing to go off of. And since I have nothing to go off of, that's why I'm assuming that Alonzo's not in the lineup. Now, the last time that Alonzo came back, he came on as a substitute the day that Hassani Dotson was injured, right? And that that showed me that Adrian Heath wanted to bring on Ozzy Alonzo if he needed to, but would prefer to rest him if he had that option. And so that that's why I think Alonzo will be on the bench, but... I don't necessarily think that of Dotson, Hayes, and Boxall, based on the little information that we have available. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this week, this whole thing has been burned in a fire of Adrian Heath <laughs> coming out and saying all these other random things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had Hairston and Dodson. I mean, I had Musa, but if Dodson's going to be healthy, then I think we obviously play Dodson over Musa. Yeah, and I even wonder, I shoot, I'm already forgetting which one of the Reno guys is a center mid, but Partida. Partida. Yeah. Or Paria, Parita or Partida, one of the two. I just I don't get the impression that Musa's very high up on our depth chart. I don't know. I mean he got subbed on. He played last game. You are right. He got subbed on for Marlon Hurston. So admittedly, like 
you know, 84th minutes and not anything overly dramatic. But And, like, we had, a, like, we're, 11 we're, players out last game. Robin Wood played striker last game, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Musa came on three minutes later. He got a yellow card. He had, like, the full experience. We were already 3-0 up. I, I think we got to just see what's happening with injuries first sure. because this whole this whole thing could change. Well, let's talk about our attack because, to me, I felt like this was the most obvious one for what we're going to do. And James, I kind of want to ask you, because you typed yours out already. You you have a name on there that I wasn't expecting to see. You you want to elaborate? <laughs> because, oh, yes, yeah. because we didn't oh, talk yeah. about goalkeeper, right? Because we all just assumed yeah. that DSC was going to get the start ahead of Fred. Yeah. So we didn't even <laughs> have this in the notes. And I almost feel like we didn't even need to talk about attack, right? Like, I just assume that all three of us would say, okay, it's going to be Finley on the right, Reynoso in the center, Molino on the left, and Aaron Schoenfeld up top. And Justin wrote that down. I I was keeping my cards close to the chest and and just put, put question marks in the notes. You write down. You write down, James, you write down Foster Langsdorf. So what is your intel? Why is Foster Langsdorf going to start, James? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's probably going to be the big salary. But, you know, I was thinking, like, he already came on in the last game. And, and yeah, like, it's not a lot of playing time. But I also think that it could be a kind of wild card because... I mean, I'm sure it's the same as in the NFL. Like you're watching tape on like your opponents. You're watching how they run. Like you're watching kind of what they're doing around the pitch. I don't know how much tape there even is of Foster Langsdorf. And, you know, I'm not saying that he's not going to get subbed off for the big salary, maybe even at halftime or like 50, 60 minutes or something, depending on how it's going. But, you know, if you want to kind of wildcard playoff throw it out there a little bit. Yeah, you give him the start. You kind of throw him out there and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, well, that's what you have the big salary for. Finley, Reynoso, and Molino are just so great already that I think that they could create and they could score goals and it'd be fine. But I think it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting twist to kind of throw Foster in there and see how it like disrupts defenses um, because, yeah, they just wouldn't have seen basically anything. I can get behind that. So this attack, this attack makes me confident that going into this game on Sunday, that things can be just business as usual. I know Ethan Finley and Robin Lud are different players, but the quality of those players, like you guys know me, I'm an Ethan Finley guy. Love Robin Lud too, right? Love them both. Good. I don't feel any lack of confidence by seeing Finley's name in the lineup. If anything, I get psyched. I am psyched to see Ethan Finley play on the right. At striker, Aaron Schoenfeld, yes, he's not Kai Kamara, but Kai Kamara hasn't scored for us at all since he arrived. I'm not saying that he's a totally just bust for us because we needed we needed a striker, but we haven't been getting goals by the striker for the past two years. I'm not really worried about Aaron Schoenfeld up top as opposed to Kai Kamara. Hell, Aaron Schoenfeld has more goals this year for Minnesota United than Kai Kamara does. And it's it's not it's not because Kai Kamara 
arrived late and just doesn't have as much playing time as Aaron Schoenfeld. If anything, Aaron Schoenfeld has less playing time than Kai Kamara, even when you take in the whole season into account. Which also means that Foster Langsdorf has the same amount of goals for Minnesota United as Kai Kamara does. Yeah, that that is correct. That is correct. So the striker situation doesn't bother me. It's more just the striker depth, right? Because you you gotta you gotta have some rotation there, especially when Kai Kamara being an older striker, but you gotta have a little bit of depth. But our attack leaves me with confidence going into this game. Jacory Hayes has been has been solid when called upon. And that defense should be fine. I predict, guys, I predict Minnesota United to, you know, bunker back a little bit, absorb the pressure like they have been for most of the season. And and they've done it pretty well. They have sometimes done it very ugly where they completely sacrifice the attack. But it seems like our attack is starting to get going. And Reynoso just had his first goal. Aaron Schoenfeld just had his first goal. Molino is scoring on demand. Ethan Finley is still Ethan Finley. I think our attack is solid. And I don't think our defense is going to take as big of a hit as the national pundits suggest that it might. Obviously, I wish we had Lud, Gregish, Metnair, even Kai Kamara, who, I, who I'm not as impressed by. <laughs> I wish we had all four of those guys right now, but we don't. And I don't think it's as big of a problem as some people are making it out to be. And I think Minnesota United will survive to the next round. What about you guys? I agree. You know, and you talk about our attack coming online in the last five games, we've basically averaged two goals every game. So, you know, we're definitely, we're definitely up and scoring. And yeah, like, uh, I, I like that Finlay's there because he scores goals, but my God, man, does Robin Lud just look so much different when Reynoso is on the field? The two of them link up so well. It's nuts. It's going to be great. Like you put Robin on the right and it's just, oh my God, it's just incredible to watch. But like you said, Finlay scores goals. It's exactly what we need. And Reynoso is such a good playmaker that it doesn't really matter who's there. Like, he can link up with them and and get goals. I mean, I'm confident probably 2-1. I'm thinking 3-1 at a stretch. But I definitely don't think we're winning possession game. But that's standard all year round (laughs) kind of Minnesota football. I think think 2-1 as well. I'm going to say 2-1. Uh, and I think that I'm going to want to punch Jack Price in the face at least two times in the game. Like, is he just, do you guys feel the same way about Jack Price? Do you even know who Jack Price is? He's ter- like, he, I don't know. I just don't like him. He's number 19 for, for Colorado. Every time we play him, he just looks like a, a jerk. So we're going to win two, one, and I'm going to get excited when Jack Price loses. <laughs> is, is it because he's English? Is that why you want to punch him in the face? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's like that guy at the party that shows up with his English accent and starts chatting up your girlfriend. Like, Don't you hate that guy? Yeah. English accent, he, women tune in. It's the worst. He played for Wolves. They went to the premiership. They kicked him to the curb and got a bunch of Portuguese guys. And now he's salty playing for Colorado. You can understand it, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you get it. Well, I get it. 
Well, guys, round one, the playoffs are all taking place starting this Saturday, the 21st, through Tuesday, the 24th. They're going to take a break on Monday, we assume, because they don't want to compete with Monday Night Football. Our game, though, Sunday, the 22nd, Minnesota United hosting Colorado Rapids. I'm pumped, guys. I, I really hope we pull this one off, and I hope the season continues and that I don't have to watch Tiger King again. <laughs> we'll find something else for you, Sam. Actually, you guys, you got to watch Ted Lasso. I know everyone's saying this right now, but Ted Lasso is as good as everyone's saying it is. You got the you got the hookup on the Apple Apple TV account I could borrow, Sam? Yeah, I did the free trial thing and then I far, forgot to cancel it, so I have it for the next <laughs> month. <laughs> so so yes, I Justin, I will let you borrow my Apple TV account as long as you watch it. It gets you here. And I, I'm pointing to my heart right now. This is where it gets you. Well, I love Jason Sudeikis, so I'm I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, j- I just found out, thanks to Sam as well, that there were seven seasons of the league, eight seasons. Oh, the league. I don't know great. if you ever watched it, Justin. Oh, it's but, fantastic. Yeah. I, I probably watched like the first two seasons when they came out and just never got around to it. I'm a big fan of Taco. I think he's the best best character. Taco and Rafi are the two best characters in the show, hands down. But like they were, so like Rafi was a hilarious character, but you needed him in small doses. <laughs> you could have too much Rafi yeah. on that show. Right. I just appreciate the the I appreciate the two of them. I think they they bring a lot to the show. Yeah, I I definitely agree. That that was a great show. I thought. It's best seasons were like one through four. I guess I don't know exactly when it started. It started to get weird, right? Like they started to get like paranormal and stuff like that. Oh, really? A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Like the early episodes just made it feel like it was you and your guys like playing fantasy football. And, you know, yeah, everyone wanted their own fantasy football league to just be like the league. And it got weird. It it got a little weird. Not bad. It got weird. <laughs> Just weird. Hey, before we close off, Justin, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking a Castle Danger Castle Cream Ale. Good stuff. What are you drinking? I uh, went to, this was my favorite happy hour spot before the lockdown. Blackstack Brewing. I work in the Midway area of St. Paul. I don't know if it's technically Minneapolis or St. It's St. Paul that Blackstack is in. It's the one right by Can Can Wonderland. And it's their local 755 India Pale Ale. It is fantastic. I I went to the store the other day and just knew that while I hadn't been going to breweries, I hadn't been going to bars, I knew that with the governor's new safety rules that those businesses were going to take a hit. So I loaded up the fridge with some Minnesota beers, just doing my part to make sure those breweries don't go out of, don't go out of business. Got some, some Badger Hill out of Shakopee, some nice. fridge out of uh, Stillwater and then black stack out of St. Paul. And yeah, it's, it's very good. It's, it went down very, very easy last night. I had two of these last night, not realizing nice. that it was 6.8% alcohol. Ooh, okay. Ooh. On a school night, Sam. Right. So I, I had two ah. beers. It's like then... it's like the back of the day when you and I were were drinking. What was it? Uh, the Bell's Two Hearteds. 
getting sure. getting yeah. drinking too many bells too hearted and being like, woof, woof. Yeah. <laughs> what's what? Really? Okay. But it caught me a little bit by surprise last night. So tonight I'm just gonna have this and then I'm I'm gonna be done. But go buy some local beer if you're listening. For sure. And if you're a local brewery and want us to talk about your brewery on our show, send us some local beer. And and maybe maybe someday when the world isn't on fire, we can do a show at a brewery, Sam. Wouldn't that be sweet? Oh, hell yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good job Sam is buying some beer to keep this open because I want to go back to this place next time I'm there because Sam took me here. I did. Uh, Blackstack. I did. I took James to Blackstack the last time he was in town. We played Splendor. Uh, which is a fantastic board game. Justin, I think I played Splendor with you before, right? Yeah, it's good stuff, man. I like it. Yeah. I like the the poker chips. It's a nice, nice, yeah. nice feel to them. Yeah, great, great game. Justin, have you been to Blackstack? I've had their beer. I've never been there. Yeah, just chill place. Like big, big tap room. Yeah, huge. It never feels crowded in there. It's just an old factory or something that they're in. And... A lot of light because the entire wall is windows, basically. So just bright room, not necessarily like your dark, your dark, shadowy brewery. Um, <laughs> but but you go there. The beer is great. They have just stacks of board games. Good ones, too, like oh, new cool. ones, like Splendor. Yeah, um, yeah, nice. You just you grab a game. You grab a beer. Very chill environment close to the midway. So. I go I go there for happy hour. Back when I was allowed to do happy hour, that was where we would go. So <laughs> Yeah, I miss it, man. I can't wait to come back once sometime in the f- far flung future. I will also uh try to make it so that I can time it with a loons game as well. Oh, that'd be dope. Because I'm dope. I'm very bad at timing my uh, America trips. I always time them like post football season, like post Super Bowl and then not quite MLS. It's well bad planning. Well, hopefully, hopefully that can happen soon, and hopefully, you know, we can uh, announce which Loons game we're going to, and do a little pregame party, invite all the listeners out, and have a good time. Just leave your girlfriends at home. You don't want them hearing this accent. <laughs> I think it's time to go now, Sam. I think I think we've overstayed our welcome tonight. And I got to go watch my team win. All right. Good luck with that. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Skull. Oh. Come on, James. No, get out of here. This is a Skull. soccer podcast. I mean, you know, Iceland, Iceland does it. Iceland's football team, that's where they stole it from, buddy. Right. Right. Like, yeah, but Iceland, Iceland isn't Finland. All right. Iceland is not Finland. They got some. If Robin Lund starts doing it, man. Sweet kits. Sweet kits for Iceland, by the way. All right. We're Iceland just knocked out of the Euros, by the way. That's ah, the kit- You mean Finland. Finland has sweet kits. We might all need to get one. <laughs> Guys, in all seriousness, pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons.